RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The top stories, a deadly typhoon wreaks, wreaks, wreaks Christmas havoc in the Philippines. A local labor union says protesters should consider a general strike to get their message across peacefully, and the government rejects a rights group's claims of police brutality. Officials in the Philippines say at least 16 people have been killed by Typhoon Panfon. Tens of thousands more have been left stranded as the storm caused major flooding and damage. Ana Corina Arceo is a journalist with the news website Rappler. In uh, the Visayas region and also in parts of southern Luzon, we have seen homes destroyed, roofs blown off houses, trees uprooted, some roads have become impassable, and also there are also massive flooding reported in several provinces. A study by the Manila-based Asian Development Bank says storms reduce the Philippines' economic output by around 1 to 3 percent every year. The chairwoman of the Confederation of Trade Unions says a general strike would be a good way to peacefully protest against the government. Carol Ng helped organize a strike in August that saw up to 350,000 people take part. Ms. Ng says she's also received many inquiries on forming new labor unions from sectors including finance, information technology and healthcare. She said she hopes that if they organize a general strike, it will prevent more direct confrontation. The government says it rejects in the strongest possible terms a claim by the UK-based human rights group Hong Kong Watch that police have unleashed appalling brutality on protesters this Christmas. The administration says officers have actually showed great restraint. Tom McElinden has the details. Hong Kong Watch said in its statement that the police's beatings, use of tear gas and water cannon and the firing of rubber bullets at people's heads on Christmas Eve were further examples of an escalating human rights crisis in Hong Kong. The group's Benedict Rogers said it was truly outrageous police brutality against peaceful shoppers and protesters and it's time for an international independent inquiry to be set up into the force's actions. But in its own statement, the SAR government says the group's claim couldn't be further from the truth and the police adopted a measured and restrained approach throughout. Only minimum force was deployed, it says, to tackle arson, brutal assaults on innocent members of the public, reckless vandalism and petrol bomb attacks. A government spokesman describes Mr Rogers' remarks as fake, utterly irresponsible and grossly unfair, and says it's myths and malicious falsehoods like those that are giving the world an entirely incorrect image of Hong Kong. A union says it's harder and takes longer for workers to clean homes affected by tear gas. The Domestic Workers General Union said one of its members had found chemical residue inside a home, even though residents closed windows when tear gas was fired. She needed two more hours than usual to clean the flat. The union said it has invited experts to give training courses on how to deal with tear gas residue. A partial solar eclipse will be visible in Hong Kong today with clear skies and fine weather. The event started about an hour ago and will reach its maximum at 5 to 2. The observatory says the eclipse can be best observed at places with an unobstructed view towards the southwest, but it reminds people not to look directly at the sun with naked eyes. Aid workers are warning that up to 600,000 more people could be displaced in Syria's rebel-held province of Idlib if the government offensive backed by Russian troops continues there. A, sen a senior official of the International Rescue Committee in Syria, Rehana Zawar, says more than 130,000 people have already been forced to leave their homes and are constantly on the move trying to find new shelters. The situation on ground is quite critical and quite horrifying because most of the people, they have just left their homes without anything. And then looking at this harsh weather, they are just trying to find a space where they could have a shelter with their family. 
The National Human Rights Commission in India has asked the police in the northern state of Uttar Pradesh to explain allegations of rights violations during recent protests against a controversial citizenship law. The law fast-tracks citizenship for non-Muslim migrants from three neighboring countries. The BBC's Ambarasan Etirajan reports. The protests in some places have turned violent and Uttar Pradesh state was the worst affected. Police have used batons, tear gas and even stun grenades to disperse crowds. Some demonstrators have been shot dead, but police said they acted in self-defense when mobs targeted them. Muslim leaders say that communities have been subjected to brutal attacks. They argue that the citizenship law is a precursor to treating them as second-class citizens. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Seventeen critically endangered black rhinos have been moved successfully from KwaZulu-Natal province in South Africa to Malawi as part of an anti-poaching exercise in Southern Africa. The details from Simon Hancock. The animals, weighing around 1.4 tons each, were taken by Errand Row to Lewandi National Park near Malawi's border with Mozambique. The project involved the African Parks Conservation Organization, working with British soldiers to train rangers in reducing the illegal trade. So far, 200 rangers have been trained in Malawi and no high-value species have been poached in Lewandi for at least two years. Sport, with a look ahead to tonight's English Premier League action, here's the BBC's Paul Sarras. Spurs will have to face the busy festive period without one of their most influential players. That doesn't look good for Son, it's a red card, and, and Son puts his hands on his head and collapses down onto his knees. Son Heung-min will miss the games against Brighton, Norwich and Southampton after the club's appeal against the red card he received in Sunday's match against Chelsea was rejected. Son received a straight red card after the video assistant referee determined that he had kicked out at Antonio Rudiger, constituting violent conduct. Chelsea hosts Southampton on Thursday before travelling to face Arsenal on Sunday. Spurs against Brighton is the first of nine matches in the Premier League on Boxing Day, with second place Leicester hosting runaway league leaders Liverpool in the evening game. A win for Brendan Rodgers' side would see them close the gap at the top to seven points, but the Leicester boss thinks catching the newly crowned Club World Cup winners will prove difficult for any team. I think that, uh, that there's a gap already where it is, which will be difficult in relation to the the number of times that Liverpool have lost. So I think for any team it's going to be very difficult. But um, but our objectives are still very much the same. We can see we, we still have a, a lot more to do to get to a level where we would want to be. Reds boss Jurgen Klopp was full of praise for Leicester's 17-goal striker, Jamie Vardy. Exceptional striker, what can you say? Um, over years, uh, since I'm in England, he's one of the top three, probably, um, because um, he's always scoring, he's, he's difficult to defend, uh, always um, over shoulder, running in your back, playing with the offside line, really, really, really dangerous. Mikel Arteta will take charge of the first match of his managerial career when Arsenal host Bournemouth, having been in the stands for the previous match against Everton. Arteta praised Cherry's boss Eddie Howe ahead of the match. He started at the edge, he started as well. It's, it's a good reflection from me for what he's done. He comes across really, really good. I met him many times when we play against each other many times. So it's a coach that that I like, that I look at him and, and that I value the work he's done because he's... It's not easy at all to maintain that level for that many years. 
Arsenal are 11th in the league, nine points outside the Champions League qualifying places, while Bournemouth have lost six of their last seven in the league. It's not just Arteta taking charge of a new club for the first time on Boxing Day. Former PSG, Real Madrid, Chelsea and Milan coach Carlo Ancelotti will make his debut in the Everton dugout for the match against Burnley. Ancelotti left Italian side Napoli earlier this month after guiding them into the knockout stages of the Champions League and expects his side to hit the ground running during the busy festive period. In this period we have really important games, a lot of games, we have to be focused there. And after that, with the board, with Marcel, we can talk about how we can improve this team. But the, the first idea now for me is prepare the, the next game against Barley and we have to be focused there. Manchester United host Newcastle at Old Trafford, looking to bounce back from their defeat against bottom club Watford at the weekend. That match saw Paul Pogba return from injury after three months out with a foot injury. Aston Villa take on Norwich City. Bottom club Watford head north to take on Sheffield United, fresh from their 2-0 win against Manchester United at the weekend. And Crystal Palace host West Ham United at Selhurst Park in a London derby in the day's other matches. Cricket, Manus Labushanga has plundered a fifth consecutive half-century as Australia weathered some fine New Zealand bowling to reach 155 for three at tea on the opening day of the second test. Kiwi skipper Kane Williamson won the toss and opted to field, and it looked to be a good decision with Trent Bolt bowling Joe Burns out for a first ball duck. But Labushanga again proved rock solid, compiling 63 before getting out in bizarre fashion with a rising Colin de Grandom ball ricocheting off his elbow and onto the stumps. Steve Smith was not out 41 alongside Matthew Wade, who was on seven. To end the news, our top stories, a deadly typhoon wreaks havoc. Christmas havoc on the Philippines. A local labor union says protesters should consider a general strike to get their message across peacefully. And the government rejects a rights group's claims of police brutality. The news from RTHK. Thanks, Pierre. Boxing Day lunchtime with James Ross. As we continue through until two, uh, some of the best music around. And if you'd like to join in, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, two double three double eight two double six. That's two double three double eight two double six. Or James at rthk.hk. Uh, James at rthk.hk. That'll find us.
playing the 80s rewind circuits around the world. And doing very well and very nicely out of it, thank you. Uh, Howard Jones and Pearl in the shell. Okay, uh, this one's picked out by Simon. And this is for Steve James. Brackets, apparently. Close brackets. Track. 